Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Welcome to the Wise Wise podcast. I am Aaron Keith, and this is my first solo episode. You guys may have heard Alexander's point of view on our reflection on episode 112, Dancing with the Divine Energies of the Masculine and the Feminine. And we're about to get into some of my thoughts. I'm really excited about this format. I'm kind of sharing more of my personal experiences. I feel like I have a lot to offer those of you who are taking this journey, this uh, self-development journey for yourself and learning how to make sense of all this information out there. Of course, there are so many different views and tools and opinions and ideas. And, you know, one thing that we do great at the Wise Wise podcast and the Just Philosophy is we have a structure and what I would call a recipe on how to live an optimal life of wellness. So if that's something that you're looking to do in your life, that's what we offer you. And we have practical tools and techniques for doing this. And the wise, wise repository of our back 150 plus episodes is a great way to dive in to this information. Um, we do share experiences, walk you through how to do certain things, certain situations. We have our inward journey story series, um, which give a gives a different way of teaching people this information if they're more of a uh, maybe a visual imagination type of person um, where maybe they get lessons more with stories or seeing other people's experiences and then have um, us reflect on that versus, you know, talking more directly. Um, I, I thought that those 13 episodes did a great job at teaching the just philosophy through reflection on stories. So if any of that interests you, we are offering our back catalog for a subscription fee and we've just lowered the price. So we would love if you would join the Wise Wise family and support us in doing and sharing this work. So episode 112, I was listening to this episode in particular, and this is why we started with this one, on the way as I was driving from Tennessee to North Carolina for Alexander's most recent sound journey that was in January. And I was kind of, you know, I was listening to it kind of like, uh, you know how you kind of listen like subtly with like, the back of your mind where you're not hearing every word, but you are still hearing what the content is. And I just, I just remember thinking, wow, this episode was like packed with some really, really good information for people. Some really good perspectives that aren't always shared out there and, and some perspectives on things that, that the world I feel like is struggling with. Um, nowadays, and I don't want to get too much into it because it's, it's not something that I need to get into politically, but the idea that we all have masculine and feminine within us, energies within us, traits, attributes within us, 
I don't know when that became like not a truth. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I don't understand that. I feel like, like we have masculine energy. We have feminine energy and the most masculine men are on this end of the spectrum and the most feminine men are on this end of the spectrum and like feminine is over here. And so it's not that like men are just like all masculine and they, they're, they only have masculine energy. No, we're, we're all made up of different things. And I always say that we come into this world kind of like a video game when you're building your avatar and you're building your, your character and you need to assign attribute points and they only give you like 80 and you have all these things to spread it out on. And so like, you can't be good at everything. We're all made up of this polarity of these two energies. And I think just, it, it's, I think it's very hard to reach um, a state or, or to go forward on a journey of wellness if, if you're lacking that basic acceptance that these two energies exist, they are polarities of each other, and we're made up of a different variation of these energies. And that, that, that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, that maybe I'm feminine in the way that I process emotions. Well, that doesn't mean that I'm always going to be feminine in that way. Like maybe sometimes I can step into the masculine. So this is why we do this work. It's to give us conscious choices so we can choose when to step into these. When is the most advantageous time? When is going to yield us the best results to step into the masculine energy in this situation or, or bring more feminine into this situation? So, I mean, just one, one example of this is when you're in an argument with, you know, maybe a significant other. And this, this is something that I struggle with that I'm still working on. And, you know, my initial re you know, response is to come from the masculine and it's usually more of the negative masculine, like any man, like, and to a point, it's not really my fault. I mean, it is because I, I need to take responsibility for it and I have to take responsibility for it if I want to change it. But from a, from an influential standpoint, culture has taught me to do this. My father has taught me to do this. His father taught him to do that. And, and so on, all the generations up. When you're angry, you just let it out. It doesn't matter who you're around. Like, yes, and that is masculine energy, but it's the low end of the masculine. But I'm still going to call it masculine because it is a very masculine thing. It's not taking into consideration the people around you, not taking into consideration the feelings or having compassion for the person that you're communicating to. So in that instance, if I want to be conscious, I have to tap into the feminine. And if I don't have the feminine in me to do that, I have to learn that if I want to optimally communicate, if I want to show that person respect uh, for their feelings, for their experience. So we can't be conscious without both of these energies. We, we, we can't because just masculine energy isn't conscious and just feminine energy isn't conscious. Even if, even if you are in the high end of just the feminine energy, which I feel like, and, and this isn't a judgment, this is an observation that I've seen. And I've been, I've been through conspiracies. I've been through 
you know, the, the, the trendy spiritual path. I've been part of those groups. And, and at the time I couldn't see what I can see now because I've found neutrality. You know, I, I've learned what works and what doesn't. I've learned how energies work and play in this plane of polarity. But many, many of those people are caught in, in becoming aware of demonizing one of those energies. And then, so they think they're right in shifting all their energy into the other one and just constantly judging the other one. So one, they're in resistance, they're in friction, they're causing friction. They're, they're not understanding the laws of polarity. So they're in duality and they're constantly fighting against the other, you know, polarity of that energy. So in, in that, in this case, like if feminine, you know, they're, they're calling uh, masculinity toxic. And of course, like the low end can be toxic, but so can the low end of feminine, you know, of the feminine energy. So it's this inability to be neutral because if you were neutral, you would be able to look at both sides without being emotional. Because there's, to me, there's like some resistance for them to look at the feminine because they, they already think that the feminine is right and the masculine is wrong. So to me, like I'm sitting back and I'm like, man, you're just not getting it. You're just not like, you know, people are on their path. People are where they need to be. So, you know, I have acceptance for that, but I don't want to be around that because it's not helpful. It's not. And, and they're caught in this circular thing. And to me, it's, it's very similar to conspiracies. Again, like I came through that. I was this way for a long period of time. But, you know, Alexander and I have, have brought in the flat earth theory, um, from time to time. Uh, it, it's funny. It's funny. Um, because a lot of people think it's a joke. To me, there's, there's some validity to it, but it, it is more of a thought experiment than it is like an absolute reality. Not because I'm not going to get into like right or wrong, reality, beliefs, knowing, whatever. I'm just looking at it from just a, a mind experiment. And so after I was introduced to the earth being flat and, and the arguments for, for it, you know, and, and I'm coming from an area where I already know the arguments for the ball earth, you know, I've been taught that, you know, so the conspiracy people are getting in arguments with the ball earth people and they're yelling at them saying, oh, well, you're just stuck in this construct, this idea of what the ball earth is. And you've been kind of, you know, brainwashed or influenced into thinking that all these things are reality when they may not be. And then, then they accuse the ball earth people of clinging to this belief system. But then I, I watched, <laughs> I watched the flat earth people. They're constantly searching for the answer, which I get, you know, the, the answer to, okay, well, if the earth isn't a sphere, then what is it? And they found this old map of what the earth, you know, could look like if it was flat. It's like a flattened sphere, basically, where the South Pole is actually the outer circle. So if you, if you're looking at a circle. And the North Pole was inside. So this map does account for a lot of things, you know, a lot of, a lot of people's questions when they think about the flat earth. Oh, do you, you know, 
oh, where's the edge? Or can you go all the way around? So anyway, anyway, it, it does account for some of these things, but there still are many questions that it doesn't answer. And then you see these flat earth people clinging to this as if this is their belief system. Because there are questions that people can poke holes in that. And then they just make up answers the same way they accuse the ball earth people are doing. So they can't see it, but they've taken on the other side of that polarity of ball versus flat. And then they've already created their own bias and their own belief system because to them, they need something to believe in. They need a representation. They need a construct for to, to live, to make sense of life. And what we're saying is, and where, where I am now is I'm in neutrality. Like I can sit back, I can watch people discuss it without becoming emotional. And I can see the detriment of both sides. I can see, okay, well, well, okay, you're yelling at them because they're clinging to a contract or belief system because you can poke holes in that. But then when people come to you and poke holes in your flat earth map, you're doing the same thing. You're making up reasons why, or, or you're like, oh, well, well, it's because of this, but you can't prove that. So anyway, instead of, instead of just remaining curious from a neutral perspective, from a non-preference perspective, where it doesn't matter. How does the shape of the earth matter in your day-to-day -day relationships? I can understand that to a certain point, it can matter on how you look at the world. Because there's an argument that if the earth is flat, then the Bible was right. And if there's a firmament, then it means that we're more of like a, an experiment for a god in some way, or maybe an alien race, I don't know, versus like, you know, us being so insignificant that we're on a, a rotating ball that's rotating thousands of miles per hour throughout this vast void of nothing. So in that instance, we're so insignificant, but if, if we're in a dome, then we're the most significant thing there is. So in that sense, yes, I can understand. I can understand, but it's all about priorities. Like, what is your priority? Is it to, are you made or are you choosing to focus all of your attention externally on the what ifs? Or are you on the self-growth journey where the external is only a reflection of the internal? And so I had to, I had to eventually make that decision for myself alexander challenged me a lot on the conspiracy part and about i want to say like three or four years ago is when i finally understood it all and as alexander would say to me mental masturbation it really is it's all just keeping the wheel greased keeping the wheel turning it's no difference than than in in, in some circumstances it's no difference than on an energetic level, on I guess in some ways, watching reality television, or or studying physics to a really deep and obsessive level, like it, it's all keeping you away from the internal in that sense. Like yes, you're learning things, and those things could 
make you more intelligent, make you, you know, allow you to get a better job. They, all of those things are great. I'm not knocking that. But it's all in our priorities and how we want to spend our time. So, so you're, you're here, you're, you're here listening to me now because you're interested in a different way of living. So we're not talking about, we're not talking about how everybody else lives. Everybody else lives because they're taught to live that way. And, you know, we should have respect for those people who are living that way. Cause wiser than me, people once said, not everybody's here, uh, to do the work. And we have to accept that some people are here to just play roles. And for us, for, for those who are here to do the work. And that's not to say like they are NPCs or they're just operating. I mean, they are just operating out of the subconscious. But in this lifetime here, they, it may not be part of their plan to open up. They may have to go through certain experiences to open up in this lifetime or another. Or, you know, family lineage, maybe, maybe their DNA, like, like they're working through past lineage stuff. So maybe one day one of their children, you know, unlocks their DNA or their open mindedness and can look at this stuff. I don't know. You know, I'm just saying not everybody's here to do the work. That's something that I've really had to learn. And when, when you remember that and realize that it's not to go into judgment, it's, to, it's, for you to go into acceptance that everybody here in this moment in time is where they need to be. Because if they weren't, then they would be somebody else. <laughs> and the universe is, is always applying enough pressure to us to get us to move and change in the directions that we need to. Now, when we don't listen to those, that's when we get you know, the, the sudden car accidents or these, these, you know, extreme chaotic, uh, experiences in our lives that wake us up and then open us up because, you know, we're not listening to those subtle things. So anyway, I want to go back to what we're actually talking about the topic. I, I did want to give that, that, uh, example of the flat earth versus the ball earth believers and, and how we can just like get in our own biases. And so I'm relating that to, to the masculine and feminine when you have one person who thinks or a group of people who think that, you know, like toxic masculinity is bad. And so they they, they then shift everything to the feminine. And then if we even just adding something a little more in here, when we go into the laws of polarity, then the more they dig in against toxic masculinity, the more they're actually creating toxic masculinity because in order for them to believe or have that, that point of view, there has to be an alternate point of view because everything is, is balanced out in this universe through energy. And if they have that energy, if they're like fighting against toxic masculinity at this level, then the people who are going to fight against them to defend toxic masculinity or quote unquote, the idea of it, even though it may not be like the exact things, because I think things are lost in translation, um, is going to rise too to meet that. So, I mean, you, the example of this, <laughs> you look at any ad. Um, if you look at ads on Facebook and you look at the comment section, 
I've been doing this a lot lately just to see like what kind of like you see an ad for something and you're like, what could somebody say negatively about this product or this ad or whatever? And you look in the comment section, there's always somebody saying something. It's amazing. But this is that idea. So, so I do think that, uh, our society has just been really confused and, and, for me, I feel like it's a planned on purpose social engineering where they're trying to really make us confused on, you know, masculine and feminine energies. Because if we're confused, if we can't understand this basic theory that, that we're all made up of both and there's a high, there's a high and low and we can step into the highs whenever we want, we can make that choice to be conscious and to, to end the ripple as we talk about then we have power because we can no longer be manipulated. But if they constantly mix, mix this up and confuse people, especially kids who are going through puberty, who, who are already confused about their body, they're already feeling not themselves. And then they're being preyed on and, and, and influenced and told that, oh, if you're feeling feminine today, then you must be a girl or you must be gender fluid. And, you know, honestly, honestly, by the terms and definitions that they use, I would be gender fluid. I mean, I'm an Aries sun, Sag moon, but I'm a cancer rising. And the more I get into this self-growth stuff, the more I feel into my cancer and, and, and I process like a cancer. I process deep and I feel like I process in a very feminine way. And some days I feel feminine, like. Uh, a couple of days ago, I, I felt just kind of low and, and emotional and sad and a little heavy. And kids don't know they're, that's the whole, that's the whole point. They look to adults to teach them about the world. And when you have people of authority and power telling them, like they're defining what this is for them. So they don't know the difference. Cause, you know, back when I grew up, you're just like, oh, you know, you're just emotions, you know, they're just emotions. But if they're being told, hey, if you feel emotional, and I'm not saying this is what's happening, but, but if, hey, if you feel emotional, then, then, you know, you're, you're feminine, you're a girl. Men don't have emotions or men don't show emotions. That's kind of where we are. So if, if that's the definition that they're getting, then that's what they're going to believe because they have no way of knowing anything different. So our authority, our teachers hold so much weight into defining these things for these kids at the, you know, at pivotal ages, 12, 13, 14. So I don't know. I, I don't want to go any more deeper than that. I think, I think I've made my point there. But I also feel like this whole masculine and feminine balance thing and when to step in each is very closely tied to the the willpower versus trust argument. And and we just released an episode, kind of like a reboot on willpower and trust. So I don't want to get too much into it, but because willpower is a very masculine thing and trust is a very feminine thing. So right then and there, we're already talking about the polarity of of masculine and feminine in those energies. And and both of those can be high and low. Like you could have too much willpower and you could have, and 
but you can have, you know, enough to take action. Like if you're looking for a job, you know, willpower is pushing yourself to get out there to, you know, handed resumes or go to interviews, but you can overdo it. And that would be the low end or just like, you know, freaking out because you can't get a job and just like yelling. And, but the feminine is trust. So, you know, if you're so in your feminine, sometimes you need to trust that if you went and you handed out five resumes, okay, today, maybe, maybe you need to trust that the people are going to look at that and maybe give you a call instead of going back out and doing 10 more and 10 more and 10 more and 10 more. Like that's obsessive. But the low end of trust would be <laughs> just trusting that somebody who's going to hire you is going to show up at your door and you're not going to actually take action to do it. You know, God helps those who help themselves. That's a very true statement. And so, I mean, I've often thought about that statement and often thought that sometimes I felt like Christians trusted too much. They were too much in the trust. Oh, I trust God will take care of it. Well, what are you doing? you know, to process that or to work towards taking care of that. Kind of like if their marriage was, you know, going downhill and they're like, oh, I'm putting it in God's hands. Okay. But are you like trying to communicate? Are you trying to go to therapy? Like that's where you need to take action. <laughs> but I, I, you know, one thing I really loved about this episode was when Alexander mentioned, and just kind of what I was just talking about, when he mentioned that the high end of these energies or the conscious end of these energies is very closely related to the low end. And if you think about like a ladder and the low end obviously is at the bottom, the ground, and the high end is at the top of the ladder. But what happens if you keep going up of the ladder? You eventually will fall back to the low end. So, and then the last thing that I wanted to touch upon is around boundaries. Because boundaries is, it can be a, a masculine thing, but I, I think it can also be a feminine thing too. But I've been going through a, a boundary setting phase in my life because I have the heart center non-activated in the human design, which means that like one of my purposes here in this life is to learn how to set boundaries better. And I'm also a five profile type in the human design. So that also lends me to be not, not uh, into conflict. Like I do not like conflict. I will avoid conflict at all costs, but, but I have to push myself doing it because I understand that it's necessary in sometimes, and it doesn't have to be confrontational. It doesn't have to be, but, even like the simplest, the simplest like thing, like, like talking on the phone to me, like it, it is, is confrontational in a way, it, like not in energy, but there's a possibility of confrontation, you know, cause you're talking to somebody or like just going up to somebody in a restaurant or a bar and, and starting a conversation. That is very hard for me. I, I do it once in a while when I feel comfortable, but it's very hard for me to do that. So anyway. So with boundaries, I, I've had uh, several instances in my life recently where I've had to speak my truth through boundaries because there have been situations where I've been around people 
that authentically within me, I cannot support some of the the behavior that they're doing and I cannot help promote that within them. So Alexander has helped me to consciously communicate to them that, hey, I want you to live authentically you. And if that means doing this thing, that's totally cool. But I'm just informing you that I don't want to be around that type of behavior. I don't, I don't go to places for that type of behavior. And so I don't, I just don't want to be around it. So I'm just informing you that, you know, if you, if you start doing this, this behavior, I'm just going to leave the situation. That doesn't mean that I don't love you any less. And I've had to say this to people, you know, my, my friends close to me. And uh, it turned out great. I have to say it turned out great. And, and so I've been feeling like a little empowerment thing. And I've been looking at other places where I need to set boundaries and I've been doing it and, and it, it's, it's turned out great, but I'm, I'm, I'm coming from more of a feminine where I'm just informing, I'm just informing my boundary. It has nothing to do with them. You know, I cannot control another person. In fact, I've stepped into because I'm, you know, Sagittarius moon. I love freedom. I love the freedom to be myself without anybody else, you know, their constraints. And I want that for everybody around me. I, and I've been telling this to people because I've really started feeling into it because I want this for myself. So I want everybody around me to be working towards who they authentically want to be and doing what authentically feeds them. And if that means that, you know, I can't be in their life or I see them less or I talk to them less, so be it. I just want them to be authentically them because I want to be authentically me. I want to be accepted for who I authentically am. And I only want to surround myself with people who want that for me. And I think that's why we're here, right? Like there's no better feeling than being around somebody who sees and accepts you for who you are without the desire to change you. And, and I do understand that in a romantic type of relationship, that is harder because, you know, if you're committing to that person, I assume that, you know, you, you have plans or you are living with that person. And, and so there, there are different circumstances that play into that part. Whereas if you're just dealing with your friends, like they're not living with you, you know, you can always say, Hey, you know, don't come over, you know, you can have boundaries like that. So you can still love them, even though you're not around them. But if you have to be around somebody all the time, that's a little different. And so that would have to be handled a little differently. And ultimately, you may have to come to the, the conclusion that, you know, can't do I want to stay with this person, you know, if there's like some boundaries that you have to set that are so drastic. But anyway, that's not that's not what I'm you know, really talking about. But anyway, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, this episode 112. Um, I love this format. I love being able to express myself and my views and the way that I see these things and the way that I've had experiences implementing this just philosophy within my life. 
And I love sharing it to help bring a different perspective to people and, uh, you know, just expressing my personality and my views and all this great stuff that I really gel on. So I absolutely um, appreciate all of you who have been joining us for years on this podcast. We absolutely um, have so much gratitude for you. You know, I, I have people come up to me at Sound Journeys and and thank me. And it, it's really hard to, to understand that because I'm just a dude. You know, I'm just a dude doing the same thing that you guys are. I've just put in more time, you know? So that's all it is. I'm just a dude. I'm no more special than any of you. I'm no more gifted than any of you. I've just been putting in, putting in the time. So, you know, I just, um, hope that, that you can make it a priority in your life to put in the time as well. And, uh, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. So anyway, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this, we, we go into so much more deeper discussions on this topic and others in our back catalog. Please. Consider supporting us at wisewisepodcast.com. You can sign up there. All of your monetary contributions go towards us keeping our subscriptions that we need to keep this podcast going. Um, any gear that we need, cameras, um, cords, microphones, all of this, you know, all this good stuff that helps us to communicate this message. So, um, Anyway, we really, really, really appreciate you. I appreciate you. And uh, if you're in the North Carolina area, please check out one of Alexander's Sound Journeys. I hope to see you there. Until next time, much love. Thank you for listening to this free version of the Wise Wise Podcast. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into the application of the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations, including the complete episodes of our Inward Journey story series and our entire back catalog, and continue your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These 
Contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.